With Hashem's assistance, we're learning about Bekama, Daf Kuf, page 100, begin on the third line, last word on the line. Rishlakish Achile, dinner on the Rebbe Lazar. Rishlakish showed a coin to Rebbe Lazar. He was asking him if it was a good coin. Amr Ma'aliu, he said it's a good coin. Amr Lei, Chazid Aloch Kasimchino. So Rishlakish says to Rebbe Lazar, I want you to know that I'm depending on you. Amr Lei, so Rebbe Lazar says back, Kisamcha Zalai Maila Memra. What do you mean to say when you say that you're depending on me? That if it turns out that it's not a good coin, that you're going to want me to switch with you? Behold, wasn't it you that said that it's Rebbe Meir, the Don Dino de Garmi? In a certain case, you had said that it was Rebbe Meir who holds that we do judge indirect damage. My loud Rebbe Meir, Vele Maybe what you meant was that that case is Rebbe Meir, but we don't hold like him. Amar Lei. So Rishalagas responded and said, Lei, I'm sorry, no, that's not what I meant. Rebbe Meir, Vesirlankavase. In fact, Rebbe Meir, we hold like him. So therefore, if you're going to tell me that it's a good coin, it turns out that it's not a good coin, I'm depending on you, and you're going to have to pay for this indirect damage. Hey, Rabbi Meir, which Rabbi Meir are we talking about that holds this way, that you have to pay for something which is an indirect damage? If it's a following Rabbi Meir, that we learned in the Mishnah, if let's say there was a judge who judged a case, and he said that someone doesn't have to pay, even though they really did have to pay, or he required someone to pay who really didn't have to pay, he said something which is impure, he said something is impure which is really pure, he said that something is pure which was really impure, meaning he made a mistake. So what he's done is done, he's so he, has, he actually has to pay for the damage that he caused. So what do we see? It's a Stam Mishnah. It doesn't have a name to this, this Mishnah. We have a Stam Mishnah without a name, so, so it's Rabbi Meir. And what do we see? We see that he has to pay for the indirect damage. The one says, that's not exactly the Rabbi Meir that we're talking about. Because it was stated about this, Amr Bilal, Rabbi Bilal said, Amr Rav, in the name of Rav, the case is talking about, we actually physically took something, and based on Hipsak, based on how he judged the case, he physically went, and let's say, he said that uh, this guy who had lent the money, so he had the collateral by him. He took the collateral, the judge took the collateral, and gave it back to the person who had borrowed the money. So he physically did something, so therefore, since it wasn't just indirect, it was direct, that's why he has to pay for it. So that's not the case. el must be the following Rabbi the time we learned in the Mishnah. The Tzvayla Adam V'etzavah Shachar. If let's say I hired you to color my, my uh, garment red, but instead you did a black, Shachar V'etzavah Adam, I hired you to do black, but instead you did a red, Rabbi Meir, Rabbi Meir says, So you have to pay for the value of the womb. Perhaps that's the case we're talking about. The Gemara says no. Hasam over there, Ka'avid Biyadaim, he did something directly, it wasn't indirect. Elaha Rabbi Meir. Rather, perhaps this is Rabbi Meir, the time we learned in the Mishnah. Masakech Gafnoi Agabitvuas, Eshachavir, let's say someone takes a vine and he puts it over, puts it near the weed of his friends, that's forbidden. Harezekidesh, Vechayev. So he's created a forbidden nature because you have a vine next to Tvu and next to wheat, so they're both forbidden. So there he's caused someone else's wheat to become forbidden and he has an obligation. So we see, it seems that it's an indirect thing. The Gemara says, no, Hasam Nami there also he's doing it directly he's doing it physically with his hands and therefore that's not the case that we see that Rabbi Meir holds that in, indirect damage is considered that you're going to have to pay for it's the following Rabbi Meir the time we have a b'raisa if there's a wall between my vineyard and your field of grains so the halacha is that you're allowed to plant your vineyard until the wall and you're allowed to plant the grains until the wall as well but let's say there's a hole in the wall so the stuff is going to get through so you can say to him we turn to Kufam base page 100b Gidor close up the hole and if he doesn't close up the hole, we're going to be in trouble because then you have the two 
feels right next to each other. Nifritza Oimer Loy Gedor. If it gets a hold again, he can say to him to close it up. Nisiashri Meno Vuloy Godra. If let's say he gave up on it and he didn't close it up, Hareza Kidesh. So then it created a forbidden mixture. Vachai Vachriuso. And the, the owner of the vineyard has an obligation to pay. So therefore we see that this is indeed an indirect damage that was caused. He didn't place his vineyard right next to this guy's wheat, but rather it was caused because the wall fell down. So therefore we see that there's an obligation. So this is the Rebbe Mayor that holds that you have an obligation to pay for an indirect damage. We begin the mission. Someone who gives wool to a dyer, and the dye got ruined. So the person who was the dyer, he has to pay for the value of the wool back to the person who gave him the wool. Or let's say he did a horrible job, it came out very ugly, because he had used junky dye. So then, Sarashi explains that the person who did the dyeing, since he intentionally went and ruined this person's wool, so his hand, he doesn't have the upper hand, he has the lower hand. So now, if the shevach, if the value that this wool has gone up, because it's gone up in value somewhat, I guess there are people who will pay a lower price for ugly-looking wool. So if the value that it's gone up is greater than the amount of money that the person spent who was dying it, nice and nice see So then the person who hired him pays for his expenditures. They make it see you see ala shevach, but if the expenditures were greater than the amount of money that the, the wool went up in value, nice and nice shevach. So all the person who hired him has to pay is the value that it's gone up. Let's say you hired him to color it red. Instead he colored it black. I hired him to color it black, but instead he colored it red. Remember, says, nice and light made samurai that you pay for the value of the wool. And Rashi explains it because Rabbi Meir holds that the umen, the craftsman, he is kind of a he acquires it when he changes it. So therefore, the person who hired this craftsman, so he has two options. He can either take back the value of the wool that he originally gave, or he can take the thing as is and pay full value for the work that was done. Now, Rabbi Huda has a different opinion. Rabbi Huda, I mean, Rabbi Huda says, no, actually what we do is we find the person since he didn't listen to the person who hired him. And therefore, we say like the previous case, if the value that's gone up is greater than the expenditures that were expended by the, the, the craftsmen. So he gives them the lower amount, which is the expenditures. But if the expenditures were greater than the amount that's gone up in value, so all he has to give him is the value that it's gone up. We begin the Gemara. My Ke'or, what does it mean in the Mishnah it says Ke'or, which we said means ugly. Rav Nachman, Rav Nachman says, in the name of Rabbi Barchana, Kalvus, it's Kalvus. My Kalvus, what is Kalvus? So Rabbi Barshmuel explains, that he actually used this wool to clean out the leftover that were left of the dye. And therefore, that's what he used to color this wool. So he did a very ugly dyeing.